SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right. Welcome, everybody. Diamond Bets is on the air. You've heard about it now. You have found us. Keep us with you wherever you go, at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV. My name is Matt Stryker. His name is Joe Pizapia. He's available at Joe Pizapia 17 He's a perfect follow for what this show is all about. It's all about finding a way to work through all the news, all the craziness of the baseball season, and profit, whether it be season-long fantasy, DFS, daily wagering, whatever it is, Joe Pizapia, baseball is open for business. It is. It's open for business and starting on Thursday. We're going to have games again, and I'm so excited, just like you, that we can stop talking about theoretical baseball and start talking about real baseball Mm -hmm. and make some non-future sort of investments. Now, up in this hour, we're going to talk Rookie of the Year. We're going to talk some of the favorite overs and unders when it comes to game totals. We're going to use our, our betting pros site again, which has all the consensus numbers where you can go ahead and bet, which we've used here on the show before, which is super fun. And then... We're going to have a little fun, ask some questions later on in our little fantasy roundtable that we like to do. But let's get to some more news. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Justin Upton was DFA'd by the Angels. So as they break camp, Justin Upton will not be with the Angels, which is great news for Joe. Adele is having a fantastic spring. Uh, Brandon Marsh, which is, the, which is amazing, Beard is going to be out there playing too. If you haven't seen the Marsh hair and beard yet, Matt, I encourage you, run to Google run to uh, the television set to watch. It is magnificent. Uh, but those guys are going to a lot more playing time there with Justin Upton uh, now gone. The Angels kind of turning this roster over. Other news, uh, a surprise trade that nobody really saw coming. The Dodgers earlier this week swapped A.J. Pollock to the White Sox for closer Craig Kimbrell. So all those people who were very excited about early shares of Blake Trinan in their fantasy leagues after Kenley Jansen signed, especially with the Braves, well, that's probably all gone to crap now. So congratulations. This is what you get for drafting too soon. Jose Ramirez extension talks get bogged down. <laughs> Don't blame him. Why would I want to play on a team that's only spending $30 million in payroll? I'd want to play somewhere else too. So keep an eye on that because if they can't sign to an extension, he's most certainly going to get dealt at some point in time this season because he's too big of an asset. He can help too many teams and the Cleveland Guardians can really turn things over. And you like how many times I've said Cleveland Guardians on the show today, Matt, because I'm trying so hard to ingrain it into yes. myself after yes. 40 years of saying other things. Seriously. So Byron Buxton homers twice in a victory over the Braves. We talked about Byron Buxton. Is this potentially the breakout season? The 30-30 year, the guy with all the skills and all the talent, but just can't say on the field. We'll find out, but certainly he's having a great spring. Like I mentioned, Joe Adele having one as well. And then the A's are planning to announce a Las Vegas ballpark site. Now, this is not that they're moving right now. There's a whole bidding Mm -hmm. war, a whole thing going back and forth for, are you going to build them a new stadium? Are we going to move and location to somebody else, somewhere else, and that place being Las Vegas, which now that there's an NFL team there, eventually there's going to be a baseball team there as well. It's just kind of a foregone conclusion. Now, I've been to 15, I believe, of the 30 major league ballparks. Oakland by far is the worst place to watch a baseball game. No offense, Oakland. It is the worst. Uh, It is not built for baseball. It is not uh, fan friendly in that sense. I'm not knocking the fan base. I'm just saying the building is not good. 
they need a new building desperately. It would certainly help inject, I think, a new life into the A's. If the A's did move to Vegas, I think they would have a huge injection of excitement around that organization. Matt. So as we welcome in our radio audience here to Diamond Bets on Sports Grid, especially our Sirius XM audience and uh, all the people listening in radio world, we're talking about the latest notes in Major League Baseball, including the potential of the Oakland A's maybe just maybe moving to Las Vegas. Matt, do you think we're going to get that move in these next few years? Or do you think this is just posturing, trying to get Oakland to ante up and build them a much needed updated ballpark? Well, you make a great point that the ballpark isn't what it should be by today's standards. And thus everything trickles down around it. And that's the way we invest in baseball, right? We have a good player in the middle of a lineup and we start to invest in the hitter before him and the hitter after him. Well, it's the same thing. Uh, if in the future the A's find themselves in Las Vegas, that's going to be fun. And I think that will ignite something as well. I'm always looking at it from a wagering perspective and how does the market shift and how does it change? And I'm always focused on the now, but looking forward, that's going to be fun as well. Yeah, it's also going to be fun to watch that trade market for Jose Ramirez potentially heat up. We were just talking about that. Yes. And, you know, last year, 36 home runs, 104 RBI, 111 runs scored, hit 266, mm. stole 27 bags. I mean, Jose Ramirez yeah. plays a premium position. He is spectacular. He can help a lot of teams. And Jose Ramirez, if you remember, Matt, remember a couple of years ago when people were worrying when he had that awful first half, like, what happened to Jose Ramirez? Oh, my God, he's no good. He's no good. Yeah, it turns out he's still pretty good. So sometimes guys struggle for different reasons. This is a guy mm -hmm. that I would not be shocked to see bring back in a huge haul. If you had to guess an early landing spot for Jose Ramirez, what's a team oh in your opinion that could use that bat, use that glove, <laughs> use a third baseman in Jose Ramirez? You know, here's the thing with Cleveland, and I, and I think that for those that are drafting fantasy and for those that are doing wagering, keep your eye on Jose Ramirez because to Joe's point, it, it – the trade is, is imminent if he doesn't get signed, but that mm -hmm. team is very good from a pitching perspective. They have really good rotation, really good bullpen. They might not be as bad as people think, but at the end of the day in July, I can see him wearing a Tampa uniform, but watch Jose Ramirez because mm -hmm. he's playing for himself right now, and there's going to be some value early on for him. Tampa would be an incredible landing spot. Uh, they could certainly use some help in the middle of the order. I don't mind that. Wouldn't be shocked if the Yankees got involved in that either. Giants. We come back. We're going to look at the kid. That's right. He's in the air. We come back right here on Time of Night. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in. This is Diamond Bets. I'm Matt Stryker. He's Joe Pizzapia. Keep us with you everywhere you go at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV. We're talking baseball. We're breaking down everything we need to get a head start on the market so we can build up a bankroll and start to play with their money, not ours. Joe, we have gone through Cy Young. We've gone through MVP. Let's talk about the kids. Let's talk about the rookies because I think rookies are the volatile element of the market. Sometimes they're awesome, and other times it's like, whoa, we didn't realize he had a hole in his swing. Or, oh, I didn't realize he couldn't hit the stuff the other way. And back down they go. Who do you like for Rookie of the Year? Well, I, let's start there because I think that's something that there's typically the consensus feeling about certain rookies. 
And I think if you recall a couple years ago, I want to say it was 2020. Was it Gavin Lux was the odds on slam dunk favor? It was like mm -hmm. plus 100 or something for him to be rookie of the year. And I remember I was having a long conversation going, I don't know. I just can't get there. It's a shortened season. He's coming off where he's not going to have the right at bats. He's going to miss a lot of developmental time. I don't, I don't like where that's going. And you know what? I haven't liked where Gavin Lux has been going since. Every now and then, though, you do get the consensus guy that is the guy. And Bobby Wood Jr. is going to break with the Kansas City Royals. We got that news uh, earlier today. That's very exciting. And he is the guy at the top of the board in the American League, and rightfully so. Now, I invested in this two weeks ago in hoping that he would break because that, to me, was the starting point. Well, let's get in as early as we possibly can because this number is probably going to only go minus as we go. Now, there's some competition here. He is at plus 280. I think I locked this in at plus 350, I believe, uh, last Ooh. week. So it's already moved significantly there. But Bobby Wood Jr., if you look at the minor league track record, what this guy did, over 161 games here in the minor leagues in 2021. He went from AA to AAA. Whenever you make that jump, that's a huge thing. 34 home runs, 38 stolen bases, hit 283 with a 350 OBP, a 520 slugging, and an 870 <laughs> Uh, OPS. Now he's just going to be 22 years old. He's got power. He's got speed. He's got the everyday job. There's no reason to take him off it. Even if he struggles, there's a few other guys in Detroit that you got to worry about, but I want to start with the consensus guy and Bobby Witt and just tell everybody, if you want to get in on this, you have to get in on it now because it's only going to go south from here. It's going to be an ugly minus number by the time we hit June. I believe that to be true, barring a catastrophic injury, which again, we can't account for that kind of stuff. With a young player, we don't have any track record of him. He's a 22-year-old kid. He is the power. He is the speed. He's got a swing that reminds me of young David Wright, who, if you recall, was a 30-30 guy when he first came up. Mm -hmm. he, he's got that great oppo power, just like David Wright had. Uh, he's a lot like that in terms of profile hitter. The guy's just fantastic. He's a fantastic talent. I remember, and then you and I are old enough to remember his daddy pitching for the Rangers, so this is a kid who's been around the game his whole life. I don't think the stage is going to be too big for him at all. And I think he's the next in this line of the Bichettes and the Vlad Guerreros and these the legacy guys in Major League Baseball that we have right now. But Matt, what are your thoughts here on the favorite, which is Bobby Wood Jr., before we get to the other names for American League Rookie of the Year? No, I, I echo your sentiments wholeheartedly. I mean, eloquently put. And here's the thing, though. I like to be ahead of the game, and I like to be ahead of the public from a wagering perspective, from a fantasy perspective, from a DFS perspective. Joe's right. It's not going to be long before, if not already, that the casual fan is going to know this name. And what does that do to the rest of the players around him? And what does that do to the win total of his, of his team? And all of these things that your mind starts to think about. But I'm with you, Joe. The, the numbers are so intriguing. And if you look at it, I was looking at it the other day, even 2020 is going to be really hard to come by. There's only going to be a handful of guys. So when you start talking 30-30 and dare I say 40-40, I'm going to whisper it so that just, you know, almost to not <laughs> jinx it. But yeah, it, it's fun. And it's almost like they're going to cut in. Remember they cut into all of Vlad Jr.'s at-bats and the, when he came up? I think they're going to cut in mm -hmm. on the networks to watch Bobby Witt hit, at least for a while, especially if he's hot. The swing is pretty. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Uh, he's just, and I know it's difficult because we always sit here sometimes we say, well, you know, they can't miss guys, miss a lot. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to miss. I just don't. From what I've seen of him as a player, and, and I liked him. I thought he was the number one prospect in baseball a couple years ago. He wasn't drafted at the very top. I think he was second or third, but I thought he was clearly the best guy in that draft. Uh, Spencer Torkelson 
is the next guy on this list. And that's a good one. I mean, plus 500 Torkelson will probably break at some point in time with the Tigers. Uh, I still a little question of how he's going to hit uh, some of the better pitching, uh, especially in that division. Right. I mean, same thing you could say about Bobby Witt Jr. Right. You mentioned those guys in Cleveland are really good. The guys in Chicago are really good. So there's going to be some better pitching that Torkelson's going to have to deal with. Julio Rodriguez is the other one that's fun because if there's another case you want to make for a guy who's got all the talent in the world, it's Julio Rodriguez at plus 550. Now, again, you don't have to go too much of this. You could throw 10 bucks on this. You could throw $20 on Julio Rodriguez. And I think there's a really good chance, especially as Jared Kellenic continues to have a dreadful spring. I think he was hitting like 45 in batting at like zero, zero 45 at some point or something horrible like that this spring. He's not making contact. It's a big problem. I don't know if it's a mental thing with him from the struggles of last year carrying over, but Julio Rodriguez is another one of these big power, you know, speed kind of guys that can hit for an average too. a little bit of strikeouts, but when he makes contact, it goes a long way. Jeremy Pena plus 1300 Riley green who's dealing with a foot issue right now. He's a plus yeah. 11 and Adley Rutschman's at plus 700 Rutschman's a wonderful talent, but I don't like to invest in young catchers. It's just not good investments. Too many injury risks Too many worrying about, trying to you know get that pitching staff and learning them hitting becomes secondary to a young catcher unfortunately most of the time even ones that have a lot of talent your thoughts on julio rodriguez at plus 550 because i heard you ding which means that striker is excited papa said oi when i get that boy i'm gonna put him in the house of detention i'll stick him in the house of detention it's me and julio man it has to be and yeah i've been sitting on that one for a while and i thought that you would be the guy yeah yeah that i'd unleash it upon nah nothing hot crickets fair enough yeah rodriguez no uh, i I, I laughed i love it okay cool it's you and julio from the rest of the world i got you you. Um, everybody else is out and i'm in we only do a show um, for us i think everyone who watches us all these years knows yeah, uh, well, that's a whole other story. It's because you're asleep on the beach somewhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I do like Rodriguez a lot, depending on where he hits in the lineup, right? So if he hits lower down in the lineup and he doesn't really have the protection that you want, then then you have to worry. But if he's able to recognize the pitches and, and not swing at stuff outside the zone, that's a big thing with all these rookies is being able to contain their swing to pitches that are purposeful for their purpose said the guy uh mm. torkelson is fun i think he's going to hit 243 but he's fun and jeremy pena is a guy that's going to become carlos correa right? he's going to stand in that spot and again if he's protected in the lineup then i think uh, at 13 to 1 the rest of the world still in june is going to say who's jeremy pena and if he's on fire then you're going to be one of those people that knew who he was uh, april 3rd all right, let's go to the National League. Seiya Suzuki plus 350 is the favorite. Anyo Cruz is going to start the year in AAA at plus 460, so that takes a little hit there. Hunter Green at plus 650 is the guy that I got my eye on, Maddie. We talked about him at the mm-hmm. top of the show today. He's the guy that broke camp uh, in that rotation last year over uh, double and AAA, a 330 ERA over 21 starts, 106 innings, 139 strikeouts. Uh, he has a dominant arm, the electric stuff that you look for. Yep great fastball he's new all that's a positive i don't know how many wins he's gonna get look cj abrams is a really great talent he's probably gonna play a fair amount but when tatis comes back i think he gets squeezed joey bart's another guy catcher same thing with rutschman bryson scott at plus 900 to me hunter green anio cruz that's where i would invest where would you invest in the national league if anywhere well, the most established bat that we know with major league guys in this conversation is Joey Bart. And I know you don't like the whole catcher thing, but at 15 to 1, you can't ignore the fact that he's he's a bit more hardened than the other rookies. The other side, size Suzuki. We know nothing at all about him other than what we've seen on film and in the early spring. 
but still three and a half to one. It's a plus number. Joe makes a great point. Right now, if you're going to go into rookie of the year uh, futures, plus numbers are what you're looking for. Because as soon as they turn to minus, there's no value there. And remember, we're trying to look for places to put our capital now that we know one of our star pitchers is going to be out for a while, Joe. Yeah, and I know a lot of people think that Suzuki's going to be that guy. I just, you know, sometimes that transition's not as easy. Uh, strikes out a ton also so far this spring. Looks a little confused. So I'm going to pump the brakes on that one. We come back. My favorite overs and unders. Get your purses out. It's time to make some wagers. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Diamond Bets, Matt Stryker, and Joe Pizzapia with you. We come your way each and every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time across all platforms. You can see us with your eyes. How else would you see us? You can hear us with your ears. How else would you hear us? Follow along at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV, and a special shout-out to everyone out there in SiriusXM and all the truckers out there. We tip our caps to you because you keep this country going. Joe Pizzapia, you keep the wagering world going with your unique mindset, your insight, and the way that you just look at games, players, and stats. So let's talk about some overs and unders and what's going on in your mind. Well, this is it, right? Get your wallets out, your purses out, get your shine box, whatever you got to get, because we're going to look at some of the best ones. And I've done all the homework for everybody. This is what I've done. I sat there all day on Friday looking through all these. And these are the consensus betting lines from bettingpros.com, which is great. It's a site where you can go where I work at Fantasy Pros and you can go and look at the consensus line and then go right across, whether it's BetMGM whether it's other wagering houses, you can find whatever the best odds are. And, and sometimes there's variations there and then bet right from that site. So this is what we're talking about. So here's the consensus numbers that I like the most. And we'll start with the overs. Seattle Mariners, 83 and a half. That's the first one here. Now, the Seattle Mariners last year were a 90-win baseball team. I think they in some ways got better. <laughs> you had Robbie Ray to that rotation. You add in Jesse Winker. To this lineup, you add Julio Rodriguez to this lineup. I think this number is no bueno. 83 and a half, I think it's kind of a joke, especially when you consider the A's are out there. They're going to continue to shed players, <clears throat> so you don't have to worry too much about the A's. Uh, you have to worry about the Angels, sure, that's fine. You always have to worry at the, about the Astros, but the rest of this division, I think, is a little soft. So 83 and a half for the Mariners, I think, is very reasonable, especially as they go and cycle through and play some of the lesser teams in the central of the American League also. The Tampa Bay Rays is the next one here. 89 and a half. Now, Matt, I don't know how many years we have to get beat over the head with this, <laughs> that the Rays are good. And the Rays are always going to be good. And the Rays are always going to have a win total that's somewhere in the 80s. And we're all going to look at each other and say, oh, look, they won 95 games this year. Duh. What a shock. This is what they do. I know Shane Boz is hurt right now. They'll figure it out. Luis Patino starting to pitch better. What if he starts to become a contributor along with McClanahan at the top of that rotation? Sam Bay Rays at 89 and a half. I know Boston and the Yankees and everybody loves the Blue Jays. I love the Blue Jays too. But every year we do the same thing. And I finally have learned my lesson. Bet the over on the Rays at 89 and a half because 
every year it comes in every single year it comes in <laughs> and they've got wander franco who we're just scratching the surface yeah. of as matt talked about before the white Sox, 92 and a half you're saying joe it's already at 92 and a half that's a high number to which i say how about the tigers how about cleveland guardians how about the royals all these other teams they cannot compete with their rotation it would take a disastrous amount of injuries for this team to underperform they had arguably a disastrous amount of injuries last year they, they did have Rodongo on the shelf, Aloy Jimenez, Luis Robert. Those are players that missed significant time last year. We talked about Robert playing just six, six games. Uh, Aloy Jimenez missed basically the entire season almost, and they still won well over 90 games. I'm telling you right now, the White Sox at 92 and a half, this is a team that could approach 100. I think more like 97 is probably where I have them. And what I like to do, Matt, is I like to go through, uh, to make my own numbers for the teams, and then go back and find the biggest variance. And right now, the White Sox are one of those bigger variances. And another huge one, same reasoning, the Milwaukee Brewers. If they get anything out of Yelich, that's a huge win. But Willie Adamas, Hunter Renfro, there's more in this lineup now that used to be. And you've got three pitchers at the top. And right now, sorry, Dodger fans, sorry, Met fans, the Milwaukee Brewers, the best rotation in the National League. Sorry, Braves fans, they just are. Nobody can match those three. You still got guys like Aaron Ashby, Hauser. You got all these other arms who yeah. potentially can compete. And you got Josh Hader in that bullpen still. Milwaukee Brewers are another team that could approach 95, 96 wins. They're sitting consensus at 89 and a half. I'm sorry. Right now, the Mariners, the Rays, the White Sox, the Brewers. So let's pick them apart, Maddie. Who do you want to start with first that really uh, you get excited about potential overs? Or maybe you have one of your own and you've done your own homework you want to talk about. So I'm here and I want to hear what you have to say. You're talking to the kid who never carried books, ever had a different excuse as to why I never brought books home. Whatever was needed was folded up in my back pocket. I don't know how I became a teacher and then went on to do whatever it is I've gone on to do, but that's the truth. All right, so here we go. Yeah, your Brewers point, spot on. I think they have everything they need to compete right now. They've made some quiet additions like Hunter Renfro and even Andrew McCutcheon. A lot of people are going to sleep on that. I think they have enough depth and they understand how to still play baseball the the old way as opposed to this new what I call Tampa Bay Ray baseball kind of way where they play for six innings and then turn it over to the bullpen. The Brewers still know how to manufacture runs. They still know how to play small ball. They can do it with a long ball. A lot of teams are now with all of the analytics, everyone is trying to bop, bop, bop. Well, there's still an element to baseball that allows you to win and score runs, and that's the object of the game, and I think the Brewers can do that, and I think they have enough to hold the lead. So I love that play. To your point about the American League win totals being so skewed, if you look at it, I understand why the odds makers do it. Who are the beat-up teams, right? Baltimore, mm -hmm. Oakland. Uh, you would say Cleveland, but I'll argue back that that pitching staff is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Kansas City, they might not be beat up a bull. I mean, yeah, their pitching staff isn't great, but their, their lineup might have some interesting bats in it. Detroit, I mean, there's not a lot of teams to beat up on. So that's why I think it's it's an interesting way to look at it. I think Texas might be a bit more beat upable than people think. With that said, that Mariners number, you're right. Go out, find it, run it down, and play it every which way you can. Because I do think that they've, when you look at it from war, from wins above replacement, they have gotten better. So just look at that alone. The immutable laws of math tell you the Mariners are a good play. Uh, other than that, those are the two, man. The Brewers and the Mariners that stand out to me. Your raised point is right. I don't even bother arguing it anymore. And sometimes just to stay away because at the end of the day, you have to. Because you know you're wrong if you don't. The White Sox thing, I think there's still people that are scared. But I still think that they are not a public team. 
And I think that's good for people like us who want to get in on them before they do become a public team. Giolito, Lynn, Cease, Kopech, Liam Hendricks at the back end. I'm with you. That's a really good rotation. Then Lynn took a liner off his knee yesterday, though, so monitor that. Ah, he's fine. He's like a softball guy. He's (laughs) he's a big old hoss. It's fine. You can't hurt that guy. There's a keg out there right behind the pitcher's mouth for that dude. I love the body type of Lance Lynn, Alec Manoa, those guys. I love those guys. Uh, But look at this lineup, man. Robert, Aloya Menez, Tim Anderson. You got Jose Abreu, Grandal. It is a really good team, man. They just added A.J. Pollock, who I know A.J. Pollock is hurt all the time. But, I mean, he's earmarked for a fair amount of playing time. You still got Andrew Vaughn. I mean, there's just – and they've also got the assets, I think, in the minor league system that if they want to go out there and acquire some other stuff, they can. You're absolutely right. It's it's tricky, but I just think this team is going to dominate. I really do. I think they're the team to beat. And I think when Kopech, Robert take that step forward, that's going to be a lot to handle because they're already good. If those two guys become absolute rock stars, it's going to change the game. But, you know, I want to go back to the Mariners a second, too, and just kind of touch on them because – I know a lot of people are keep saying the same things. Well, Hanniger can't have the same year he had last year. Okay, maybe. <laughs> okay. So was he 30 home runs? Okay. Right. But I mean, let, let's downgrade that. Maybe he's not a 40 home run guy. Let's give him 30. Fine. That's still pretty good. You know, um, Adam Frazier, nice addition. He's a really Great nice player. player. Suarez, I don't know what you're going to add to Suarez. He's having a bad spring. He looked terrible last year. Suarez, once upon a time, a really good hitter. He's still going to have some power. Yeah. But to me, I keep going back to the same thing, which is Robbie Ray in that rotation. This rotation didn't have anybody in it last year. I mean, Logan Gilbert is, I think, a guy who has the potential to step in and have some ace-like starts in this season. But he was just a boy last year. He was just a rookie. And he was barely out there. And he was showing you, like, you know, inconsistencies that we'd see from a rookie pitcher typically. But Robbie Ray, all of a sudden, in this, in this rotation, is a game changer. They didn't have a true ace. Now they have one. And I think, to me, that's the biggest part. And then, of course, you have a winker. If Kellenic or Rodriguez are both hit, Man, all of a sudden, this Seattle team is really good. All right, let's go to some of the unders. And, you know, not everything has to be exciting and good in order to make wagers. Sometimes it could be oh so bad. And I'm going to start with the Baltimore Orioles at 64 and a half. I think this is generous. I'm looking at the Orioles depth chart right now, Matt. It's not great. Now, they do have a couple pieces in Mountcastle, Mancini, and Mullins, the M&M boys. But I don't think that's enough, really, because after the John Means and the rotation, it's bad. Grayson Rodriguez, the young pitching prospect, I don't think is going to contribute too much this year. The Nationals at 71 and a half. Once again, Corbin looks really good, having a great spring. If he bounces back, that's awesome. That's one out of five pitchers you got. Maybe Josiah Gray is pretty good. We'll see. 71 and a half. I think that's an under. I think 64 and a half for the Orioles is an under. And the Giants at 85 and a half. I'm not going to break a lot of hearts with this one. But I got to tell you, I'm skeptical. It came out of nowhere last year. I think whenever something like that happens, I have a hard time buying in. You could say, well, didn't you say the same thing about Seattle? Yeah, except that I don't see Julio Rodriguez there. I don't see Robbie Ray there. I don't see that stuff. Logan Webb's a nice pitcher. Rodon is an interesting addition, but far from a lock. I think the Giants come back to earth a little bit, and they're more like a 500 team. 85 and a half is the number. I like the under. Any of these unders interest you, Matt? Yeah, so there's something called recency bias. It's just the fact that people remember what you did five minutes ago, not what you did five years ago. And that's an interesting aspect when it comes to wagering. You're right on point with the Giants. Because think about it. They do have the means to produce the runs, but can they hold the lead? That's always going to be my question, no matter the team. So every single team on this list, the Orioles, the Nationals, and the Giants, 
That's the question. Yeah, they can produce the runs. They just can't hold those leads. And to me, that's why I like all of your picks, bro. Well, we come back. We're going to look ahead to the divisions, the World Series. We're going to pick the pennant winners, all of it, in a little episode of uh, a segment we like to call Rounding the Bases. So make sure you stick around with us here on Sports Grid. We come back. We're going to give our official predictions for the 2022 MLB season right here on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back in. This is Diamond Bets and all the rumors about this show that you have heard. They are true. Yes, we feature Joe Pizapia each and every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Yes, you can follow along at Joe Pizapia 17 at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV. And yes, Joe is usually on point ahead of the game with players that come June, everyone is on. But if you're a fan of this show and you're a fan of Joe's work, you're on the players before the first pitch is even thrown. That's why, Joe, I love playing rounding the bases with you, where we get to ask you five burning questions, and you give us your opinions and your thoughts. Are you ready, my friend? I'm ready. I have studied. I did take my books home with me, not like Matt Stryker, who just <laughs> got by literally on the seat of his pants with whatever piece of paper was in his this back, his pocket. back <laughs> pocket. Not me. I am. I have studied. I have done my homework. I have prepped for this. I'm ready. Let's go. Va bene, Giuseppe. Here we go. We're all set. Okay, Joe Pizzapia, give us your pick for both the American League and National League East. Go. Guess what? I'm going to stick with my Rays. Uh, I just they're plus 250 right now. I look at all the money that comes in on the Yankees. I, I know the Blue Jays are the darlings right now. I think they're going to miss Robbie Ray in that rotation a little. Kevin Gossman has had a couple good years. I worry about him, what you saw him towards the end of the year. Pitching in San Francisco is not the same thing, by the way, as pitching in the American League East. It's a very different environment. I love Manoa. I love Barrios. I love the lineup. But you have taken Simeon out of that lineup, who was a huge part of it last year. Not that they don't have enough. They do. But to me, I think it comes back to the Rays because the Rays, whether you like it or not, the Rays understand how to build a full 162 season out of their roster. Mm -hmm. And it's something like you talked about how they manage things with the the openers and the closers. And the, this guy throws four innings on a Thursday and on his head. Like they do crazy things there. But you know what? They get there. And the thing that always hurts the Rays is they sometimes don't have the star power to win in a playoff series, right? And remember a couple of years ago, we were doing that show. I said, 2020, the shortened season is built for the Rays because they don't have to compete with the Yankees and the Red Sox and all those teams that are going to be able to acquire guys to the deadline. This is going to be a sprint. And sure enough, the Rays made the World Series and came within, what, a couple outs of winning because they were built for that kind of a run. They're also built for the 162. Now, granted, and against the playoffs, that's a little tougher sell because other teams are going to make those big moves and the Rays typically don't. You saw them make Nelson Cruz move last year. Okay, that's a nice addition there. But if they can pull off a rental of a Jose Ramirez, sure, that would be spectacular. But the Rays at plus 250. And I had to change this because I really was drinking the Mets Kool-Aid. Just for once, I thought, yeah, National League East, 
Scherzer, DeGrom, DeGrom would look great in the starts. Yeah, Mets. Nope. Nope. Can't do it. It's back to the Braves again. I hate my life. I hate it. Plus 115. <laughs> the Braves with Freed, with Charlie Morton. They're going to have a, a stellar lineup. They lost Freddie Freeman. And oh, yeah, they just got Matt Olson. I'm sure Steve Cohen is going to go out and try to spend as much as he can, but that doesn't always work either. So plus 115 for the Braves plus 250 for the Rays. Those are my investments I'm making in the East. How about you, Matt? Do you have any favorite teams you're picking in the East in the AL or NL? All right. So in the National League East, I'm with you. The fact that the Mets lost their pitching or seemingly have had dents in their pitching staff definitely gives me pause. And I'm a big guy that believes that pitching and bullpens are going to win games and ultimately what's going to lead to winning your division. Uh, You could make an argument for the Marlins even, but they have no bullpen. So I'm going with the Philadelphia Phillies. I like the rotation, Wheel and Nola. I like Ranger Suarez there. Uh, Once he's healthy, I think Zach Eflin's still part of the team, along with Gibson. And the bullpen is what shores it up for me. Corey Kniebel, Familia Hand, Alvarado, even Sir Anthony Dominguez back there. All of a sudden, there's a much different team than they were last season, the Philadelphia Phillies. And everyone knows about the bats, but it's about pitching and bullpens that protect leads and get me wins. So give me the Philadelphia Phillies. For the American League East, it's the Toronto Blue Jays. And you make a good point about losing Simeon. I don't think Tapia is going to be the replacement. But it goes back to pitching. Barrios, Ryu, Kikuchi, Gosman. You mentioned Manoa, Nate Pearson, when and if he's healthy. But again, the bullpen needs to shore things up. Jordan Romano is baseball's best-kept secret. Add in Simber, Stripling, Yimmy Garcia, and they have enough arms, I think, to protect leads. So NL East Philadelphia, AL East Toronto Blue Jays. Are you ready for the second question, Joe? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, as if you couldn't guess, uh, give us your American League and National League Central picks. Go. You're not going to like this one, so... You're probably not going to invest in these. It's the two favorites. I just, I don't, just don't sure see. Is. You want to bet on the Cardinals? Go ahead. But the Brewers at minus 170 in the National League Central, it's their division to lose. I'm sorry. And the same thing with the White Sox, minus 210. Neither of these numbers are good. So probably just go and spend your money in the East <laughs> instead of the American yeah. League and National League where you're still getting plus money. But I just, mm-hmm. I can't, I struggle to find the narrative there, especially with the Jack Flaherty injury kind of looming over the Cardinals and, and Adam Wainwright's been so good these last you know year and a half of baseball. Can he maintain this pace at 147 years old, which I think is what he is right now? I don't know, but he'd have to for them to really compete. And you're right. The Cardinals are always a good team. They're always going to be in it. Maybe they can acquire more. If anything, you could bet on the Cardinals, but to me, it's the Brewers and the White Sox. So it's a stay away, Matt. How about you in the central? Yeah, I'm going to keep it moving. It's the same thing, Brewers and White Sox for me as well. They're both built for it. Uh, You can make some arguments uh, against the White Sox, but at the end of the day, it should be the White Sox that come out. All right, moving on. Question three, ALNL West. What do you got? All right. In the West, I'm ready to have some fun here. You ready for this? The Astros are the favorite, but I think, I think you can make much better money here, plus 400 on the Angels. Now, Everything has to break right finally for the Angels. And this is a team where things have not broken right in a while. The only thing that keeps getting broken every year is Mike Trout in some way. But if Trout can stay on the field, you have Trout and Otani, two possible MVPs in that lineup. Nobody else has anything quite like those guys have with Otani and Trout. You add in a healthy Rendon, an exciting Joe Adele, who I think could give this team quite an energetic boost to it that it hasn't seen in quite some time. And all of a sudden, this lineup with Jared Walsh and a couple other pieces is a really deep lineup if everybody is actually out there and playing. And, of course, the pitching staff, I'm looking at, can Noah Syndergaard go ahead and finally 
you know, in this one year deal, show everybody something. And if he can't, can Patrick Sandoval step up and be that guy? You have some more options now, at least. And the Angels are a team that, again, I think will go out there and acquire more pitching if they have to. And then the other one, look, there, there's there's no money to be made on the Dodgers. So if you want to have some fun, you can write the narrative that, well, look at the Dodgers. Look at, you know, the potential for injuries. Look at Kershaw, who, you know, gives you, what, 120 innings at this point in his career. What if that rotation struggles after Bueller and Urias? What if Kershaw is hurt? Who do they have there at four and five? Uh, you can make that argument. Does Freddie Freeman press and struggle in the new environment? It happens sometimes, especially if they're signing a big contract. We just talked about Lindor in hour one. So the Padres are plus 350. Padres have great pitching. The Padres have pitching depth. And the Padres still have a pretty good lineup even without Tatis. Now, again, Tatis is a huge part. But if C.J. Abrams can show up there and at least hold down the fort for a few months, this is a team that I think has a shot at that division. But I think the Angels over the Padres, too, if I had to make one wager in the West, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. If you had to make wagers in the West, where would you put your money? All right, so for the West, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you make great points about the Padres, and we talked about their personality changing and they becoming a pitching team as opposed to a big bopping team. But I I do have the Dodgers coming out of the West. Uh, For the American League West, though, you do bring up a good point about the Angels, and I think everyone wants the Angels to do well. But I think that the bullpen, uh, Iglesias is great, but then it's Bradley and I think Tapera, like who's going to close that down? Who's going to shut it down? And the back end of the rotation as well, Lorenzen, Suarez, Berea, Detmers, who's going to be the guy that's going to step up? So I'm going to pivot over to, and you want to move away from chalk, because Houston is the chalk from a great pitching staff Mm -hmm. and a really good bullpen and a lineup that knows how to win. How about Seattle? Right? We just learned that Matt Brash will fill out the back end of the rotation. If you don't know the name, look him up because he's going to be a name on the tip of a lot of people's tongue. And then the closer role, we still don't know. Is it Seawald? Is it Steckin Rider? But th- there are other arms in there that can solidify and hold the lead. Uh, Castillo's back there. Even Justice Sheffield. Yankee fans might recognize that name. So what they do, the Mariners might be a fun little play out in the AL West if you don't want to go chalky with Houston and then the Dodgers in the NL. All right, Joe, keeping it moving here. Question four, obvious progression. Who are your AL and NL pennant winners? Again, a little bit of chalk here. The Dodgers are plus 220. I do think the Dodgers in a short series, especially now we've had the injuries to that Met rotation. Uh, originally, I had that Met rotation because I think if the Mets got in the playoffs with a healthy DeGrom and Scherzer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> not to mention Bassett, who's a very good pitcher. I mean, just imagine that. Like, you have to play a seven-game series and face DeGrom twice, Scherzer possibly three times and then Chris Bassett once or twice. Like that's just, it's a really good staff. Um, But that's probably not going to be the case right now. I mean, I'm just trying to keep it real. So the Dodgers are plus 220. Yeah, they're the favorite, but you know what? They're favorite for a reason. And they probably should be considered that as well. Bringing Kimbrell, I think was a big one that kind of put it over the top for me with that ninth inning. And then the American league, I like the white Sox. So my world series is going to be the white Sox and Dodgers. The white Sox are plus four sixty to win the American league. I just think they're the most complete team of those. So who are your pennant winners at the American league and national league level? Well, you have to keep in mind that, you know, Madison Bumgarner can be wearing a different Jersey come July, right? And dogs can be barking both literally and figuratively. (laughs) Uh, Philadelphia and Milwaukee are my NL split picks, depending on who gets added where at the end of the day, I do think Milwaukee is built better than Philadelphia. And in the other side, uh, the White Sox are there, but also Toronto. Again, remember they can add something down the way, but they are built top to bottom. It's going to be a fun team to watch. So Philly, Milwaukee, Toronto, the White Sox. That's my world series. Joe, you mentioned yours. So who's coming out? Who's winning your world series? 
I just think the White Sox are the most complete team. They've got three big starters at the top with Gilito, Lynn, and Cease. And then Michael Kopech can float around there, and there might not be a more dominant arm in a short situation of an inning or two than Michael Kopech, who throws 105 and just <laughs> the guy's just electric. And it's an easy 100. I mean, let's be honest. It, it is. It's just easy. Uh, a good defensive team, good offensive team. So the White Sox might still acquire some more things, but I like the White Sox, and they are plus 1,000 to win the World Series. Who's your pick, Matt, to win the World Series in 2022? Well, I agree with you in the White Sox, but for purposes of just going in a different direction here, let's still continue to pound this Milwaukee Brewer drum. Someone out there at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV, pardon me, at SportsGrid TV, tell me why not. If you talk about pitching, you talk about having a big three, that's great. And Joe also mentioned some, some lesser-known names in you know, Ashby and Hauser and things like that. And a bullpen that, look, if Devin Williams didn't punch a wall last mm -hmm. season, we would be having a much different conversation. So tell me why it can't be the Milwaukee Brewers if you want to pivot away from the White Sox. That's my pick, Joe. I'd love it. Uh, I think it would be the great story. I love those pitchers. You know how much I love Burns and Woodruff and Peralta. Those have been my guys. Every single year that one of them has come up, I've had them on teams in fantasy, and I've made big investments in all of them. Burns was my dark horse candidate for Cy Young last year on this show, right? It was DeGrom was the, well, if DeGrom stays healthy, it's him, but who's the dark horse? It's Corbin Burns. I think Corbin Burns was what, like 15 to 1 or 20 to 1 at the time. We talked about it last season. So I hope that would be great. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see Yelich rebound or maybe them add some more pieces. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be tough to overcome that Dodger team. But that's why they play the games after all. So there you have it. Those are our official predictions for the 2022 season. What are yours? Tell us at SportsGrid. You can follow us on social media at SportsGrid TV, on the Twitter machine, on Instagram. We're everywhere. Of course, we've got the YouTube channel going as well. So uh, make sure you interact with us and stay up to date by following us on social media with the latest in news and baseball and every other sport as well. We come back. We're going to give you three outs, what we're looking for this weekend in Major League Baseball. We'll be right back right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, folks, Diamond Bets, rounding third and taking it home. Thanks so much for joining us. Of course, don't forget, stay right where you are. More quality sports insight and programming coming up across all sports grid platforms and everything you need, every single solitary alert that you need to be ahead of the game at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV. Matt Stryker here, Joe Pizzapia there. Folks, Diamond Bets, it's time for three outs. Joe, what do you got? What are you looking for a few days before they say play ball. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to that, but I know we've been harping on this and it's the biggest story in baseball, which is the DeGrom injury. So how does the Met rotation react? Uh, a little bit of a, a hamstring tightness for Max Scherzer, everybody, you know, panicking, but it's also who steps up in this rotation. Do we get the yeah. Taiwan Walker of 2020 in the first half of 21? Or do we get the Taiwan Walker in the second half of last year, which was not good? Uh, can Kurt Bassett pitch in New York on that big stage? Can Cookie Carrasco, who says, you know, I'm healthier than I've been in a very long time, can he be the guy to step up back into that void? So that's a big one. Uh, then you also have um, 
The second thing to watch, obviously, is will Conforto sign somewhere? We shall find out. And then final cuts as well. That's the other thing we're looking for, the final cuts and who else makes and doesn't make the team. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. We'll see you next time, boys and girls, right here, and hope you join us every week here on Diamond Bets for more. I know they're counting in my ear, but uh, I think we have some more time left. So, Matt, before we uh, before we say goodbye, what are you looking forward to or keeping your eye on today? Who you think makes mm-hmm. rosters? We already got Bobby Witt. Mm-hmm. Anyo Cruz got sent down. Witt makes the team. Anything else in particular got your eye uh, attached to yeah. it? It's got my heart as well. It's hard not to be romantic about baseball. It was once said, what do you do in the wintertime? And I believe it was either Rogers Hornsby or Hornace Wagner said, I stare out the window and I wait for spring. Folks, spring is here. Enjoy it. Enjoy baseball because it's all about hope springing eternal, Joe. Smell that grass. (laughs) That'll do it for us. We'll see you next time, kids, right here next week again with baseball on Diamond Bets.